Welcome to another live episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. I'm your host, Tammy, and I want to thank you guys for, again, tuning in with me tonight. This, again, is we're on spiritual growth and maturing in Christ and our relationship with the Lord. So I thank you guys for continuing to come back because, as we say it, we are. this is not the popular place to be. This is not the popular thing because the way the world is today. So, just you being here and choosing the Butterfly Evolution Show over whatever else is going on in your world. There's so many more things that people are choosing to do, yet complaining about how things are going, what's going on in the world, but no one really, I shouldn't say no one, not many people are choosing to just focus more on seeking God's kingdom and his righteousness. So I just want to say kudos to you. For those of you who are here with me tonight, here on this show, just choosing to grow with me, because as I say, although I come here and I'm the host, I get so much more from these shows spiritually, um, probably more than you all do. So I just, just I'm thankful to, for that, and I'm thankful for you guys uh, joining me each and every Monday. So let's move right along. Tonight's topic is spiritual surgery. Um, We've covered spiritually drowning. We've had a two-part series on that. And in going back and and reviewing the shows, um, this just kind of popped up from something that I was reading in in my word. I was reading, and and that just kind of came upon something that reminded me that, you know, because we're spiritually drowning, there's reasons that we we feel like we're spiritually drowning. So upon realizing what those things are, and I hope that you all have taken the time to determine what is it that gets you there, what is it that makes you feel like you're in the water oftentimes, and, and sometimes more than you than we should be and more than we feel that we need to be. So I hope that those shows helped you realize or at least think about what is it, what is it that keeps me going back to some of the places that you seem to frequently visit. So what we would like to do in, in asking ourselves that is try to try to find out what is the root of, of our stuff, our issues. We, we did have a show, What's the Root of It All? And we all have something or some things that we just have not let go and we don't have not giving those things over to God and say, hey, I can't handle this. This is too much for me to get through on my own. So I hope that those two shows at at least uh, helped you to think about that, come up with a few things that that you think are keeping you there or sending you back there or or just just have a strong hold on you that has you in in, in bondage because the word of God is, is freeing. Um, it is about peace. It should it should bring peace in your life, even when we're going through things. So let's move along. Um, just a few housekeeping things before we move forward. 
the chat line. It is open tonight, so if you're listening by way of, of through the Internet or online with us, remember you can uh, interact with me there. You can ask questions, make comments. I, I welcome those anytime during the show. You don't have to wait for me to open the lines up or the chat line. If you're listening by the phone, remember you do have to select the number one if you have a question or a comment for this topic or any other topic that we've talked about. So just keep that in mind. And, again, I do welcome your comments and and, and questions. Sometimes people get a little uneasy or feel uncomfortable about asking those questions or making a comment. But remember, you guys, we're all in this together. If you are listening to this show tonight, there is no question or no comment that you should not feel that you shouldn't feel comfortable in saying or asking. So keep that in mind because if you're thinking it or if you're going through it, there's someone else out there that is seeking God who is trying to grow in Christ that may be going through that. Whether they're on with us tonight, these shows are archived, so it could be someone that will listen a month from now. We've had over 600 people listen to the last sex, the last part of Spiritually Drowning, and that number consistently and continues, continues to grow every day. And so that was just a week ago, and that's just the archived show. So people from all over hear this. So if you have something to share, don't allow the enemy to, to set up pride in you or, or whatever you may call it or fear. Don't allow that. Speak it out. Speak it, ask the question, make the comment, because you never know who you will help in asking that question. Um, The way that I'll pull you in, for those of you who are listening by phone, is I'll identify you through providing your area code that you're calling from and the last four digits of the number, again, that you're calling from tonight. So area code and last four digits is the way that I'll pull you in. concept for those of you, and I'll, again, continue to repeat this because we have new listeners all of the time, even on the archive show, as I indicated earlier, but the the Butterfly Evolution adopted this concept from the beginning almost, and what it is is we ask that you move your trash can. We We are creatures of habit, even with the things that don't quite work for us in life. If we're used to them, if we're accustomed to them, if we feel comfortable, we're okay with that habit because it's what we know. So in moving your trash can, what we'd like for you to do is monitor the times that you return to its old location. So maybe in the kitchen, that's what we promote the most. So if you, because we frequently visit our our trash can in the kitchen more. So start with that. And if you have a family, make it a fun project, but move your trash can from one location to the other. And as you return, you'll find that you you consistently return to where you moved it from. And as you return to that location, monitor the times that you're doing that. thought, doesn't say one thought, doesn't say some, and I'll tell you guys, the last week and a half, maybe two now, as crazy as it sounds, I've really been doing that. I have really been doing that, and I found it so freeing. It reminds me of who Tammy is and what Tammy wants and who God is and what God wants, expects, and has provided me through his word. 
That requires me reading my word more. It requires me praying more. It requires me to seek the kingdom, not just the kingdom, righteousness. It requires that makes me more accountable because it's easy for us to act like we don't know or that thought came from somewhere and I just made an action out of it. But when you say, okay, God, who is this thought going to represent? What? Well, maybe take it a bit further. This action, who is this, what is this action going to represent? Is it going to represent you? Is it going to bring glory to you? Is it going to satisfy Tammy, my flesh? So I challenge you all to do that. It, it is not an easy process because, again, you really, it, it helps you hold yourself accountable. And if you really want to grow and experience the power of God, letting that form of godliness go, because that's not getting us anywhere. We're not moving forward. We're not experiencing life more abundantly. We're not experiencing the peace of God, just having a form of godliness. There's so much more to your relationship with God. And if we would pick up our Bible, if we would say a quick prayer, me too, I'm, I'm, I can say this for myself too, as many times as I pick up my cell phone, as many times as I sign on Facebook or whatever the case, whatever yours is, if I would say just one more prayer, go down on my knees just just one time, for every time I sign on Facebook, if I would pray just before going on, or if I would read just one verse just before going on. So that's what it's making me do. It's making me see Tammy saying, Keep keep going, keep going, because just as much as you get over one hurdle, you realize there's another phase, but that is growing in Christ. And, and, and the Word tells us that we have to become like children. We have to daughter ourselves. So these shows that we've had over the past few Mondays, hopefully that's what it's helping you to do is identify, number one, who are you? Who are you? What are you trying to hide? What do you think you're hiding? Because as we gave scripture last last week, there is there is nothing hidden, nothing hidden from your Creator, nothing. So, moving forward, I want to because again, um, I'm expecting several new people tonight to tune in, and I want to just briefly, I'll be brief again, going to try to keep the show under an hour. Uh, briefly just talk a bit more about Butterfly Evolution tonight. Um, many of you, again, have, have been here from, from day one, which was June 2011. I believe June 6, 2011 was the first show. But just want to remind you, this broadcast is basically has basically adopted the metamorphosis process and just take, I have taken just an, a love to butterflies, and I'm beginning to see them more. Uh, amazed because I, I I felt like they were coming becoming very distinct, and I still think they are. But I thank God we with at the expo on Saturday at the youth expo, uh, me and about three more of the kids were were trying to catch one. We were trying to chase one down, and we get so close to it. To one of the little girls, were even diving trying to catch it. It was just so beautiful. But if you if you are not familiar with that process, the whole process of of coming from the stage of being that caterpillar to this beautiful butterfly. And many of us are still stuck there. We we don't we don't want to come out. We be, become comfortable in that phase of life because it's what we know. 
But what if the butterfly never wanted to come out of that cocoon process? What if it, because that's a very difficult process, and life happens, and so much happens to us to where it's easy to say, okay, this is what life is. Let me just stay where I am. Let me just stay here because I know this. This is comfortable to me. But you're denying the power of God when you do that. We are denying the power of God. So the Butterfly Evolution Show has has adopted that metamorphosis process, basically meaning transformation, change, conversion, alterate, alteration. We are going to alter our flesh. We're going to alter who we are. We're going to put that aside. We're going to let that die and take on the character of our creator, which is the reason I think the spiritually drowning comes in because we're, we don't quite want, we've got so many things that we don't quite want to let go. And we can't have both. Not saying that we'll ever become that perfect where we do nothing wrong, but when we can, as I said, when we can continue to do things that we know we should not do, that we should have matured out of through the reading of our word, through our faith, through our obedience, that, that keep that word in mind, through our obedience, we don't want to give that up. We don't want to give some things up. So it's basically about changing who we are, um, dying to flesh, again, about picking up our cross daily and, and choosing to follow God. And our scripture is Galatians 2.20, which is I have been, I have, I have been through Christ, crucified through Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith. So where is your faith today? Faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And to take that further, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I'm one, I I, I believe that we should have that right here. If we die, to, to die is to live. So if we die in this world, we should be living through God. Not of this world, but living through the Spirit, by the Spirit. And think about that. Who is it that you know in your life or past life that, that loves you so much? Just you, not the world, just you, based on who you are, what you've been to them, or vice versa. Who is it? Can you think of one person that you say, they might give their life for me, or they might give their son's life for me? Who is it? Is there is there one? We were in Bible study, I don't know, maybe a month or so ago, and kind of talking about the same thing, and I bought up to just to kind of help people try to see, because sometimes it, that's just understanding that is so big, um, and I gave the example of what if this, this one of the people that attend the Bible study, what if he decided to give, give his son's life for me? And I consistently seen him after that, day after day after day. How would I treat him? What would he mean to me? What would our relationship mean to me? If he needed me, would I be there? And if you think about if you think about um that concept and apply it to your life and try to understand how much God loves us in spite of us, 
in spite of who we are, in spite of of the back and forward that we do, of the the um, mindset that we have through all, in spite of all that God has done, all the grace and mercy that has been bestowed upon us, we still doubt him. We still do. So we want we want to really grow after tonight's show. Whatever is ailing, whatever is wrong, we want that to be fixed tonight so that we can mature in Christ, that we can, can grow. Last week, um, since we've been on spiritual, spiritually something, I gave you a definition of spiritual, which I gave you one word, and, and that was unworldly. For the sake of this show, I want to kind of switch that around, and, and, and since we're unworldly, since it means unworldly, then then what is our relationship, what does that mean we are, and how does that affect or how does that progress our relationship with God? So think of spiritual being your relationship with God. What is your relationship, your spiritual relationship with God? And surgery is just a form of, of correcting something um, that traditional methods or or your routine is not um, working for it. So spiritual surgery would just mean we're correcting something that is hindering our spiritual growth, whatever that might be for you. In spite of you reading the word, and hopefully you are doing these things, in spite of your reading the word, praying, seeking God's kingdom and his righteousness, these things, again, you just seem to come back to these things, these things I can't give up, things I can't get around. What What is it that, that sends you there? You know, I think about I think about my granddad. I've been talking about my granddad a lot lately here, but um I remember when he was sick and he wasn't he was a smoker and he wasn't he would sit there with the machine breathe the machine on and smoke. And and I would just look at him and he would just kinda of read my mind and he'd say, Granddaughter, if granddaddy stops smoking these cigarettes, he'll surely die. And he really meant it. He really meant it, but he would Literally sit with the breathing machine on and the cigarette in one hand, smoking out of the corner of his mouth. And so I think about how often, even in our spiritual life, things that we know are detrimental to us. And that's what taking those thoughts captive, again, as I explained earlier, has done for me. It, it allows me to see who I who I am by what choices I want to make my thoughts and the actions that are coming behind them, if I think about that thought, oftentimes what I'm finding the last few weeks is I can eliminate that action. I can choose a different route. If we were riding and we saw detour traffic uh, accident or something ahead, the smart thing to do would be to get off, to take another route. Well, the Holy Spirit does that for us. The voice that is the voice, our direction, our map. It's not that it's not there. It's that we choose not to hear it. We choose our flesh. Another uh, situation just happened last week's uh, Bible study. We were talking about hearing hear, the Holy Spirit and hearing the voice, and one of the people said that uh, they didn't feel that they that they heard the voice, that it, they didn't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I asked why, and this person said because they continued to make the wrong choices. And I said, well, 
do you do you know that these are the wrong choices prior to you making the choices, or do you make the choices thinking they are the right right ones, and then you find out later that they're not? He says, "No, I know when I'm making them." I said, "Well, there you go, right there. Then that it. You are hearing. You're just choosing to do what you want to do, and to take that further." I mentioned to him because this this person's um, mother is no longer here with us, but uh, he said that. I said, for instance, there's things that you probably do now. Though your mother is gone, you clearly hear her voice or you know something in you knows she would not agree. She's not here with you, but you still know because of the things that she instilled in you before she left, and he was able to see it better. Same with us. The Word directs us. And, again, if you're reading that Word, praying, and you're seeking God, it, you're hearing. And for those, even sometimes when you're not doing that, you, you hear. We hear. We just choose to do differently. So if those things that are read out, reading the Word, praying, seeking God, if you're not doing those, then you might want to start there um, as as part of this process of growing. Because without that, it's, you, you're drowning. You're not going to come out of surgery you're going to you're going to be you're going to stay in the hospital we'll say that you're going to stay sick you're going to stay in the world and of the world so we have to follow God's instructions in this to read our word daily to pray to be obedient the word says if you love me you will keep my commandments so so often we want to look over that part and we can't we know what Satan comes to do, rob, steal, and kill. And this this just came to me today. If we know what Satan's job is, we know his role, I'll say, in our lives and and what the, what he would have our end result be. And just keep that in mind, knowing that and knowing how much he puts before us, how much stuff he throws at for the throws at us at, at the ones who are really seeking God. And if you are, he, he's there. He's, you, it's like one thing after another. But that's okay because knowing that that's his job, if he could kill you, if he could rob, if he could take you out, if he had the authority to do that, we'd all be gone. We'd all be dead because he would do it. So that tells us right there, he really... He has a job, and we say he's doing it well, but it's only so far he can go. It's only so much he can do. You still, at the end of the day, can make that choice of what you allow to keep you down, to keep you where you are, to allow you to remain in bondage, allow you to hold on to the strongholds from the past, from the pain, from the hurt, from all those things. So we're going to cover... And, again, this may not be your thing, um, again, because we, we've all come from, from different walks of life. We've been through different things. Um, so it may not be your thing. And if it's not, that's why it's important for you to understand where you are in Christ, who you are, what are you doing, what could you do more of, knowing that God so loved not just you, but me, everybody, 
he so loved us that he gave his only begotten son. And so thinking about that, do we really do enough? Do we really seek God? You can answer for, for you today, how much How much did you pray today? How much did you thank God for? I remember the quote, if you had just today what you thanked God for yesterday, if you if you woke up this morning only with the things that you thanked God for yesterday, what would you have today? What would your life be like today? Just before coming on tonight, I posted out there, spiritual surgery. Of course, we're not we're not we're not having real surgery. But I put the question out there, if you were having surgery tonight or tomorrow, because that's the topic, surgery. If you were having surgery, if you were scheduled for surgery tonight or tomorrow, what would you have done differently today? Would you have prayed more today? Would you have read your word more today? And I put out there the song, Choose the Lord Today, because tomorrow very well may be too late. And we need to we need to think of life that way. Because I'd hate for us to, to be half doing this and, and wake up in hell. I'd hate for us to get there and hear the words, depart from me, I never knew you. So that's why it's important for us to really understand who we are, where we are. What are we doing to glorify God? Are we really working to be pleasing to God? Do we really desire to be pleasing to God? Do we really desire to know God's word more, to understand it? Do we really desire the fruits of the Spirit, or do we just want the gifts of the Spirit so that we can be glorified, so that we can be seen? Because I think that's that's something we all can, can kind of ponder on. I hear a lot of people talk about the gifts of the Spirit. I hear a lot of people want to give you a word, a prophetic word. They want to talk in tongues. They want to do, and I'm not saying anything's wrong with these things, but let's 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 do let's do things in order. Because if you've given me a word with unforgiveness and hatred in your heart, you don't miss out on on the the fruit. You you think you're going to have the fruit? and haven't planted a tree yet. So I like to reverse that. You look at the fruits being the plant. You have rooted you have you are rooted in that in in self control, in love, in forget all those things. It's really, really important. So let's look at a few um and you guys be patient with me tonight. And remember the phone lines are open but I'm kinda all over. I got a lot of notes on, on this tonight and couldn't print them out today because something's going on with my printer. Last week it was the computer. This week it's the printer, but we're going to keep moving right on uh, and do what we do. So I'm going to go over just a few, and I want to start with, and these are things that just could be, could cause one to continue to stumble or not feel like they're really free in spite of, again, all the things that we should be doing anyway, reading our word, praying, seeking God, dying to self. So let's look, and we're going to start with um, our past, basically, our ancestry. Let's look at look at that. And this is basically, um, I'll say this before starting, that some stuff we just need to let go of and realize that, that 
what we were born into, the things that we grew up in, the things that we went through, doesn't mean that, no, it did not affect you. But what it does mean is that you don't have to inherit those things because you, again, are responsible for your choices, your life, your kingdom walk, your relationship. And in Exodus 20, I'm not, it's actually 4 through 6, but I want to start um, based, well, well, I'm going to read it all. Exodus 20 and starting at 4, you shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them, for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, on the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing loving kindness to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. Now, for me, what that that says for me, I can start my own relationship with God. I can show love, kindness, and I can keep his commandments and be obedient to his word. I don't have to. To me, if I am um, living in my past, if I'm holding on to the things that I went through, then that that is what I'm putting my faith in, so to speak. That That's what has me. It's like in, in a description of the show, I put out there that many of us have be, have become accustomed to the darkness. We are so accustomed to the way things are in our lives. If we grew up in poverty, if we grew up where no one went to college, or if whatever your case may be, then that means everybody thinks that this is this is my life too. Then what are you saying about your God and your spiritual walk? If you take that on, that's that's what you're serving. Because light and darkness can't exist. My flesh and the Holy Spirit, we can't we can't stay together in the same same body. I should start to feel uncomfortable. The flesh, my flesh, and that is happening. That is happening. So we just need to really, at the end of the day, let some things go. Don't don't bring don't allow what you had no control over to control the rest of your life. And then not only that, not only does it control you, it starts to control your children and their children, which is what it's saying here. You know, third and fourth generation. So you what you're doing is just feeding a cycle of dysfunction, of bondage, of strongholds, of evil. You're serving Satan because the word says, I come in so you have life and have it more abundantly, a life of peace, of strength through the power of God. So starting there, so reevaluate what you're holding on to from your past. No disrespect to any mothers, any fathers, any grandparents, but you don't have to be what you saw. You don't have to be what you were told. Young men, you don't have to be, if your mom said you're going to be just like your no good daddy, you don't have to be. On the flip side, 
if if someone told you, a young woman, you're going to be just like your no good mama, you don't have to be. Period. You don't have to be. You make a choice. And and think about your thoughts. Where are they leading you? Because as I said earlier, they do lead us to our destiny. So a man think it's so he is. They do lead us. So moving on, the next one is lying, but I want to take this in a different way. Not so much as, of course, it's not okay to lie, but the biggest lies we tell, and you've heard me say this on this show, I, I, I had expressed that in my household, you know, because I wanted to make sure for Brandon to always be honest with himself, always. So the biggest lies that we tell are the ones that we tell to ourselves. And not only do we tell them, it's even it, it's more crucial when we start to believe them and live them. So that's like a, a self-inflicted wound or self-inflicted curse. And if you don't, if you can go into surgery as much as you want, but if you continue to try to commit suicide, you're going to end up right back there. And that's what lying to yourself about where you are anywhere in your life. It's a self-inflicted wound. And as I said earlier, nothing is hidden from God. So, so really, if nothing is hidden from the creator, again, the one who only God knows, Again, if 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 we will make it through this show, if any of us will make it through the end of this show, only God knows if any of us will wake up in the morning. The creator who knows how many hairs are on our head, so much so if one goes missing, he knows the number that's gone. Who are we hiding it from and why would we if we're seeking him? Because he's the, he's the one that can cure it all. So we have to be careful that we are honest with where we are and who we are. Even if you can't get over it right now, at least be honest with where you are and who you are. Don't allow that to become, don't allow your life to become the lie. Another, again, self-inflicted curse. I'm going to check, um, before moving on on that one, I'm going to check the phone lines real quick. We're okay there. Okay, and we have something in the chat line. I'm going to be right with you just shortly. I want to finish this part on the line, and then I'll read the part in the chat line there. So just remember, the lines are open, and so is the chat line. So as I was speaking online about, you know, the biggest lies that we tell are the ones to, that we tell to ourselves. Um, remember this, the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. And it, it, it should penetrate. It does, but we should allow it to penetrate even the dividing soul and spirit. And so many of us, that's where we are. We're in a dividing place. We're fighting with flesh and the spirit. One day we want to choose God, the next day we want to choose ourselves. And if we will allow it, the word will do just as Scripture says, and that's Hebrews four, twelve, judges the thoughts. There is the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. 
And it says nothing in, in creation is hidden from God's sight. Nothing. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Now, some of us, we, everybody, must and will give account. So the word tells us the truth shall set us free. Whatever the truth is, the truth sometimes hurts. Most times it hurts. But it certainly does set you free. Think about a time where you know someone has lied to you. And although the truth might have hurt, it really would have allowed you to accept and stay or accept and go, but you would have been able to make that choice. But even then, before someone tells us the truth, and I'm speaking on relationship lines because at the end of the day, that's kind of where everybody is. But at the end of the day, in a situation like that, in most cases, the you the person already knew the truth. You just made a choice to, again, avoid it and do what you wanted to do. So the, the truth does set us free. And if we as people of God would simply, I think, learn to, to begin to operate more in truth, um, that alone would change the course significantly, the course that we are going down. Because we will sit and listen to someone lie. As, as 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 Christians, as people of God, we will sit and listen to someone tell. Well, I've been there, done that. But rather than just say, "Listen, I really have to go," I think we should take it a bit further and say, "Listen, I I, I don't know if we're just in disagreement here because it's a way to say it." But we need to start operating in truth, not in just our own lives, because you allowing someone to live in a lie, knowing that they're living that lie, is keeping them in bondage. Out of love, of course, we should express truth. Not because I'm saying it tonight, but because the Word says it. So I'm going to go back to the chat line before going. Our next one that we're going to go into is unforgiveness. But I do want to check the chat line and get those get those things out. Um, when my This is from someone in our chat room. When my heart rate speeds up and I'm calm, it's God telling me to do something either vocally or to physically move into action. Sometimes he sounds like a thought. Sometimes the Holy Spirit speaks to me through other people or through signs. He has literally warned me through signs on buildings about people and organizations I had not yet met or been affiliated with. The Holy Spirit is always speaking if we are tuned in and will always hear. Tuned in, we will always hear. So, again, just just reiterating that the Holy Spirit does speak to us. It, 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 it the Holy Spirit is a guide, is is the truth. Again, it's just up to us whether we choose to deny self or to choose the Word of God, obedience. Okay, so that's coming from the chat. And for those of you, I see you on the phone line. Again, select the number one if you have anything that you want to to comment or question on. Select the number one, and I'll pull you in. Um, this next one, unforgiveness. We've talked about unforgiveness on the show. Many of us. This is this is such such a broad uh, meaning. So many of us struggle with this. I can tell you, I struggled with this for a mighty, mighty long time. Almost. 
I, I can't even really describe how it made me feel. When people say that it really is like taking poison and waiting for your enemy to die, I can't remember who said that. Um, I want to say Nelson Mandela, but I might be wrong on that. But it's like taking poison and, and waiting for the enemy to die. It, it, it really, really is. And I don't think that that phrase or that quote gives it justice. It really is a spiritual doorstopper. It blocks, for me, it blocked everything. I don't care how much I read. I don't care how much I prayed. Now, that's how I felt at the time. Looking back, it was a process. But you, but still, I had to just make a decision with, with some with some other things happening as well. But I had to make a decision because even after some some things happened, I really still had that unforgiveness in, in my heart. So I really had had to just make a decision to move on, and I have to continuously make that decision almost daily. And that's more so about being obedient, not because. I really want to. It's about being obedient to God's word and wanting to grow, wanting to grow and and not deny that power. But this is something that many of us, and that's why I said it's a broad and it's really a stronghold, it's, it's, it's a bondage. Um, study, look, read about that in the New Testament. Read more on, on unforgiveness if you are going through that because um, the more what I found, too, what really helped, the more I learned about how messed up I was and how someone along the way has truly had to forgive me um, because when you're operating in the world, when you're of the world, when you're serving your flesh or feeding your flesh, really none of us can be trusted. If we will be honest, outside of the will of God in my flesh, y'all really can't trust me, really. Because if it if it if it becomes you or or or, or me, it's gonna be you. I'm gonna satisfy Tammy. And and as I mentioned, I don't remember what show, but um, you know, remember no good or no evil about anyone. I remember reading that in A Course of Miracles, the book called A Course of Miracles, and I thought that doesn't make sense. It, the, the statement was, remember no good or evil about anyone. And if you really think about that, that's the best way to be because the person that you think has your back today, something could happen in their life to take them off course and they become your enemy tomorrow, and vice versa. It really could be. And the way that we have, the way that the world is set up today, the things that are going on, how we love one another, how we interact, how we lie to one another, how there's no integrity. Um, and this, again, is in spite of a church being on every corner, for the most part, filled on Sunday, but that goes back to, Having that form of godliness, I want to look like church. I want to look like God, um, but 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 I don't have the power. Don't talk about going any further, doing anything um, different. So, the more I understood myself 
and even now, continuing to understand the things even now that, that it's like after you get over one thing, here's another. And when you understand that it is a process, the most you can do is pray for people. Forgive and pray and be as honest with them as you possibly can at the right time and in the in the right way. But when you think about if it's someone out there that's dealing with unforgiveness and you think about the person that you are having trouble forgiving, think about some of your stuff. Think about some of the things that, you know, we try to hide, that you've maybe mistreated someone, said something that was misinterpreted or, or, or something like that. But, you know, we have to really understand, too, that, and I, I might be jumping on, jumping a little bit ahead here, but uh, I posted out there about the our, our eyes being the light of the body because of what we see and how we perceive it. So sometimes we we have unforgiveness in our heart without communication, without express expectations. Meaning, you've not someone really may not know that you have not forgiven them, and they really may not know why um, there's unforgiveness in your heart or why you treat them the way you do because you've not communicated that they've hurt you. And sometimes if we'll just sit down and talk, we'll realize that people give you the best that they can. And sometimes you'll realize that what you observed really wasn't what it was or what you heard really wasn't what it was. And if it was, there's no need for you to take the poison and die from it. There's no need for you because the unforgiveness really does kill you spiritually. It, it It is a door blocker for everything, in everything. So we have to be mindful of of what what we see and how we perceive what we see. Again, taking it back to truth shall set you free. We should always be honest about how someone makes us feel or how we're feeling about situations and about the expectations that we have of others. So always important. Any unforgiveness, really need to take that before the Lord. And um, Matthew is a good place uh, to start with that. And and Mark, it, it clearly indicates that unforgiveness hinders our faith. It clearly states that. So if we can't forgive, then what would what what would make us think that God should forgive us? And we need to have a little mercy there and forgive and move on. Forgiving doesn't mean that you have to um, have this pleasant and and uh, well maybe pleasant not the word this this relationship where you are doing and going. Sometimes you just have to let things work themselves out, but you do have to forgive and allow. Uh, the spirit to move in your life and help you do that. Again, going back to the word that helps you. So Matthew and Mark and other places, but the New Testament is a good place to start there. Other areas, anger, bitterness, hatred, deceitfulness, resentment, and and if we could take it back to unforgiveness, a lot of these things a lot of these things are bought into your life because of that unforgiveness. Because you'll have anger start to set in, bitterness, hatred. And how can we, how can we 
operate or grow spiritually with all of this. As I was mentioning, the fruits of the Spirit versus the gifts of the Spirit. If we will focus more on on living and, and, and getting those fruits of the Spirit lined up, we wouldn't have to worry about the gifts. We wouldn't have to worry about it. We wouldn't have to pray for those gifts. We wouldn't have to pray for them. That's my opinion. We wouldn't have to. So be mindful of the things that unforgiveness um, opens the door to. Because as I stated, it does block. It blocks your, It hinders your spiritual walk. And we have to, again, we have to move on. We have to let go because these things will have us on the table Feeling like we we're drowning. Somebody has pulled us out, and we're in the cert, we're in the operating room. But what would make sense for you to go and do all that, only to come out and do the same thing? Just like my granddaddy sitting there smoking a cigarette with the breathing machine, saying, "If I stop smoking, I'm gonna die." So we have to again be mindful of our spiritual walk. And the word tells us we have to become like little children in our faith. And you think about how how quickly, well, I, I think they are now still like that, the smaller ones, little children, but how quickly little kids would forgive one another. They could they could be fighting, friends could be over, and they can fight, and you could send one of them home, and then they, they just finished fighting, but now you send one home because they're fighting, now they're crying because they don't want them to go home, they want to finish playing. It's over. And the word tells us we have to become like children in our faith walk. And kids bounce back. If we will allow them to, kids bounce back. And not just in unforgiveness, but in in everything. In everything. So many of this, or much of this, if we think about needing spiritual surgery or or being spiritually drowning or sick, a lot of this stuff we bring bring on ourselves because, again, it starts with our thoughts. It starts with us feeding our flesh and continuing to feed our flesh. So you're already in battle. The Word already tells us that the flesh and spirit is in battle anyway. So now if you're you're reading your Word, praying, and still trying to satisfy yourself, on today and God tomorrow, it's no wonder we're drowning. It's no wonder we're showing up needing surgery over and over again because we're not changing. And if we're not changing but we're doing all this, we're reading the Word, we're going to church, paying our tithes, we look like God. We look like the Word. We have our Bible. We quote a few scriptures. But if you're not changing, if you're not growing, then you're in battle with the Spirit. Period. If you're not, if you're not, as I said, you you have people saying, "I've been I've been serving God for twenty years," and and I'm not saying again that that we're gonna be perfect, but some things ought to just get better. Some things ought to get better. And if they're not, then you ought to, some ought to be wrong. You ought to be saying, it's some got to get better. Which means I got to read my word more. I got to pray more. I got to seek God. But some things ought to just get better. 
And so as long as we keep denying obedience, as long as we keep telling ourselves, oh, it's okay, it's okay, God's grace, graceful, God is merciful, it's okay. As long as we keep telling ourselves that, it's going to be okay. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. We're going to keep denying the power of God and feeling spiritually broken, continuing in bondage and continuing in darkness. And as I started to say, I didn't finish this earlier, but, you know, we've gotten so accustomed to darkness until many of us are moving around in the darkness. Know where the light is. Know what the light is. So imagine yourself in a dark room, but having utility, having power, having the ability to turn that light switch on. But instead, you're just fumbling around. Now it's gotten so comfortable to you don't even stumble and fall anymore. You know how to walk in the dark. You know how to move about in the dark because you know where everything is. You're used to it. No matter how awkward it feels, you become used to it, and it works for you. But who is that serving? Because there's so much more you can see in the light. A lot of things can happen in the dark if you never turn the light on. A lot of stuff can happen. A lot of stuff. So moving right along, and how are we for time? 8.54. Um, I think I just have two more to go. I'm going to check. We'll go breathe through those pretty quickly. I'm going to check the phone line. Okay, I think we're okay for that. Remember to select the number one if you do have a question. Let's check the chat line. Okay, let's see. Where did we leave off? Um, Not sure who this one is, but have a couple of comments there. My pastor has been doing a sermon on this for the past couple of months now. We don't realize how much we are bound by unforgiveness, things we've suppressed and thought we were over. Forgiving someone else is not for the other person. It actually frees you. I totally agree. Again, it's, it's, it's that poison. It's like you taking poison but watching the person that you're not able to forgive. You want to watch them die, and, it, and, and they're gone on. They're, they're okay, free and moving forward. So a good thing to uh, kudos to your pastor for doing that. I think we need to start. I think churches need to start addressing things like that because we're 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 in this world, not of this world, but we're in it. We're dealing with it. Life happens. You go through things. And so often we try to hide those things. We don't want to talk about them. We don't want to get them out. But, again, there is nothing that we go through that someone else has not gone through or is going to go through or is going through now. Nothing. So the more we talk about it, even even revealing it and talking about it is is defeating Satan's purpose right there. Yeah, I shouldn't say purpose, but what he'd like to do. We just talked about that earlier, kill, destroy, kill, and, and whatever else goes with that. But, again, if Satan had that much power and could do all that, it'd be over now. So even on that side, we give we give Satan too much power because at the end of the day, it's about your choices. It's about you. It's about what you choose to do. It's about the thought that you allow to take you there or to control your action or to continue to say it's just just me, just who I am. God is still working on me. And I've said that many times and, and, and meant it at the time, but I realized that 
no, God's not still working on me. It's just some stuff I'm just not ready to give up. And if we all be honest, that's what it is. Period. That's just what it is. So keep keep them coming. Um, let's see. Make sure I've gotten everybody in the chat room. Okay. Keep them coming. I'm going to check the phone line before we go into the next section. We're okay there. Okay. The next one, uh, rejection, which is just refusal or denial and the feeling of rejection. Uh, we talked a bit earlier about perception, and it's so important to understand how you observe your observation of things, your viewpoint. Um, and and if you, we really have to be careful because sometimes even the way we perceive, in most cases, the way that we perceive things are are based upon our life, what we've gone through, what we've already been through, how we feel, how sensitive are you, how how much control are you or in tuned into what you've gone through and have you gone through those things and left them behind, as we talked about when we began the show, um, you know, the things of the past. We just have to let them go. You have to learn to just let 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 it flow, let life work for you, because if you're following God and, and God is ordering your steps, then you have to trust. You have to just have to have faith and trust your route that you're on. And you have to be able to hear the voice of God and obey it, be obedient to it. As I said, take it, the word says take every thought captive, every thought, and make it obedient. To the word of God. But you gotta know what you're making it obedient to. If you don't if you don't know the word, if you're not allowing the voice, the Holy Spirit, if you're not allowing God to direct you, to lead to lead you, if you're not becoming childlike, unlearned, if you're not desiring what's right. Because see, we I, we know what's right. As we discussed Romans 1 and 20, I believe it is, and I may be wrong that where it talks about uh, since the beginning of time, the power, God's power has been made clear to us so that we would be without excuse. We shouldn't have any excuses. We do, but let's not put them back on God is still working on us. Because if we if we had to go by what God has done for us, in us, through us, I mean, we could stop for God so love the world. We could stop right there. But thank God for continued grace and continued mercy. But does that mean we continue to choose flesh and do what we want to do and expect the power? Absolutely not. So... Many people are going through, many people. I had someone send me a message today and just ask for for a prayer about feeling rejected. Um, many people are going through this. It, it's, it's one of the most intense feelings, I think, particularly when you're, when you're trying to uh, grow spiritually or, or, or not, that feeling of rejection is kind of like unforgiveness to me. It's kind of like the same lines because, it again, it allows so many things to set up. Um, and I feel 
person that it is really the it, it really is responsible for a, a good number of the disorders today. That's what they call them. It's it's really one of the main things that creates so many other disorders. We are in a time where we've been in this time where people. I remember just being around people, and I'm thinking, my God, and 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 I apologize in advance if if this is going to hit home for some people, but you have people that will take a pill to wake up. They take a pill to stay up about midday, and they have to take another pill to go to bed. And I'm and I'm like, where where does the word of God fit in on, on all of this? When you have so many people that are having to do that, we're failing because you're not in your right mind. You're not in a sound mind when you're having to do that. So we have to go back as we started earlier when we started going over these. What are you still holding on to that has you so so caught up that you don't want to deal with life? You don't want to deal with the ups and downs of life, the good and the bad. You don't want to allow life to happen. And you just can't do this world and not expect good and bad. So also goes back to perception and your or basically your observation of things. And then I don't know if I got this far, but dejection, which is a which is basically depression, your sadness, misery. How how often do we see people just walking around as if they are already dead? That they can't they just can't seem to get out of their what? And if we are to draw people to Christ or to lead people to Christ or to want to know what is it that makes you different? What is it that makes you peaceful? What is it that, that keeps you going? If people can't look at us and see something different, then how really are we serving God? I mean, from the, from the beginning to the end, people should be able to look at us and, and say, you know what, it may be something to that. But instead, we look just like the world. Look just like them. And the word says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. As you've heard me say, not we're no longer conformed. We become addicted to the world, what's going on in it, around it, and the people in it. We look just like them, act just like them. And, again, we won't be perfect, but should we be okay with continuing to be in the same place spiritually? Should we be okay 10 years doing the same thing, not growing? not being convicted by what our disobedience, that's where the problem lies. Because it's not in what, 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 what becomes wrong is when you give in to the sin. Because, again, we know what's right, but do we want to do what's right? Do we desire to do what's right? Because if we did, we would read that word more. I asked the question. Of course, this is not surgery. We're not having real surgery. Topic is spiritual surgery. But if we were scheduled for surgery for real tonight, would we have prayed a bit more today? Probably prayed all day. Read that word all day. Call some people, say, let's pray. 
probably would have woke up and joined the prayer line this morning. Last last two, I'll move through these really quickly. Um, trauma is one that I wanted to, to put out there. Basically goes back to letting things go as well. We talked about uh, past past hurts, past pains that we bring up into our adult life. Um, but, again, like I said, life happens, and we can't control what we went through when we were kids. Again, sometimes it is. It's time for, for grown people to just let some things go and move on. Just as unforgiveness and all those things hinder your spiritual walk, your spiritual growth, so does allowing things such as trauma, and it could be whatever trauma is for you. But when we allow those things to to, to take um, root in our lives, and things just grow from them, so much so again, you become you become accustomed to the feeling that those things generate in your life. So much so to until anything that comes in and contradicts that, no matter how good it is, you don't want you don't want a part of that. For those of you who've been been with me the whole time, you remember the story about the young young boy who was um, burned really badly from from an iron. He had been abused at home and was at school in in very much pain. But you look at him and he he wants to go back home, and and that was the first time I really got I was young, really got a glimpse of dysfunction to the to the max. Because why do you want? To, why would someone want to go back home? Because as a second grader, it's all he—it's it, all he knew. No matter how painful it was, it was what he was accustomed to. And many of us are like that as adults. We prefer the darkness. It's all we've been exposed to. So don't allow the things of life to keep you down or to keep you in a place to where you cannot see the glory of God. You can't you you deny the voice of God. You deny the truth. You deny the freedom, the peace that it brings. And lastly, for me, and then I'll go back to the lines and to the chat line, but lastly, um fear. Fear keeps so many of us from doing anything. We just stay stuck. And Second Timothy says, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. So think about those three things alone, power, love, and self-control. How, how much of that, how many of those do you have and how much of it do you have? Are you form of godliness but denying the power? Do you know how to love like God loves, the love that God says that we should have for for him, for ourselves, and others? Do you have self-control? And that's not Tammy, that's, that's the word. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So tonight was basically about Seeing the things that could lead you to feel like the shows we've had previous, spiritually drowning, and tonight's topic, spiritual surgery. If so, what is it? 
that you are partaking? What are you bringing into your life? Because it's our thoughts, it's our choices, it's our disobedience. We can stay on whatever it is we on and say that, oh, it's just part of the process. It is a process, but at some point, you should get to a point where your flesh feels uncomfortable because you are serving God more. You're seeking God more. And light and darkness cannot exist. The smallest light in the darkest room, the light becomes the focus. Remember, for God, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit. And that's where we need to focus tonight, your dividing soul and spirit. Do you have a dividing soul and spirit? And it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Now, whether we we take part in that judging, whether we learn from that judging or change from it is a different different thing. And most of all, remember, nothing in all creation is hidden. Again, this is coming from the word, not Tammy, Hebrews 4, and it starts at 12. But nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Not just one of us, not some of us, all of us must give account. Every knee shall bow. So what we think we're hiding We're not. We can't. Not from the Creator. And in many cases, not from other people as well. The very thing that you think you're hiding, that you're dealing with, someone knows. Whether they speak the truth on it or not, someone knows. So if we be honest, there are all of us have those areas that the Word needs to penetrate. The Word needs to just take the scalpel and, and deal with us. Open the doors to those demonic strongholds that we've allowed to make us sick, to keep us from growing. So figure out what has, as we've talked about the spiritual drowning, what has made you feel like, um, or what do you feel it is that sends you back to that one or two or three places or areas in your life? Because we have to, number one, identify with those things before we can work with them. And, again, the biggest lies we tell are the ones that we tell ourselves, and then we start to live those lies and believe those lies. We have to know. Many of us think, as I said earlier, that Satan is our our fiercest foe, and it's not. It's us. Satan, Satan uses our desires. Our, we allow Satan to to throw our selfish desires um, in our face, bring up things and people and our own thoughts and choices. But we we determine where we go through through the decisions that we make, the obedience or lack of of disobedience. Because again, we know what's right. I don't know how many of us really know where we stand as far as do we desire what's right. Because desiring what's right often means denying yourself of what you want to do. But desiring what's right also um, 
it breaks many of the strongholds. It allows you to see who you are and know where you're going and know that what things you have to give up in order to become more Christ-like. So if we just learn to desire what's right or at least get on that path, now what we have to do, and many of us don't want to go here because we have to do what's right. So we have to know, we have to desire, and then we have to make a choice to do what's right. That means that we are holding ourselves accountable to the Word of God. So I am going to have just a few minutes more, and I will end with um, just a few verses, and we'll stop it there. But I do want to get back and check our chat line. Oh, wow, you guys have been going crazy in this chat line. Let's see, where do we start? Um Okay, give me just a minute because I don't want to leave anyone out. Okay, um, and I, I want to make sure I, I'm perceiving this right perception, but um, it says here I see dead people walking every day and I, they are dressed up and miserable on my job. What I think you mean there, um, well, let me finish. It says, let me start over. I see dead people walking every day. They are dressed up and miserable on my job. A lot of them are Christians, but they are not walking in the joy of the Lord, which will give them strength. Um, one of the managers just flat out said to me last week, I wish I was you. That was the biggest compliment I ever received, but I quickly realized it wasn't for me. It was Christ shining through me. She doesn't want to be me. She just wants the joy of the Lord in me. Smiley face. Uh, currently, God has got me under surgery with my heart. He has created a new one in me and teaching me new healthy habits for my new heart. My friend has sent me 12 online videos from from King Jesus Ministry, which is dealing with the heart. I'm working out regularly, eating right, and it's also the topic at church. The heart and forgiveness go hand in hand. I'm learning a lot about living free in forgiveness. And that's I mean, well said, a nice place to end because that's what the word does. And you're so right. So many people are just walking, living life, dressed up. They look like they're the happiest people on earth. But, again, we can't hide anything from God. And in most cases, you're not hiding it from the world. Someone sees, someone knows what you're going through. I I just had, and, and it blessed me so because it means that God is, is really, this show is really reaching out to people. I've heard from people just this week that I don't know. Sent, they just, one person sent a message and said, can I, can, can I talk? Can we connect? And they just going through stuff. Now, in, in a different state, don't, I mean, doesn't live here. So what that means is, there's someone there in that state that has seen this person going through this, that has identified with it, but they're they're passing them by. We're too busy to even stop and say, what's going on, my brother? What's going on, sister? Can I help? If nothing else, can I pray? We're too busy. Too busy. I see these young people... Whew, Lord, I just had one here with me. Um, 
And constantly, she's going to get me for this, but constantly the phone does not leave their hand in the store, in the bed, in the bathroom. I just wanted to take it and just throw it away. Seriously. Their mind, they can't think. It's, everything is Instagram, Facebook. I can't even think of the stuff, that Twitter that they have. It's like, when does your mind breathe? When do you think? And I, I actually said, I put that phone away. <laughs> and then she started trying to explain what she was doing. But people are just, it's like all of these things, distraction is just, it's taking up space. Um, in the wrong way. We're, we're becoming people that we, we can't think. We don't think. We don't spend time reading our word. We don't spend time praying. We don't spend time reflecting, who am I? Who am I really? Who am I? Because trust me, God knows who you are. And you do too. So, uh, let's see more stuff. Let me see here. Um, Let's see. Uh, Good stuff. It says, sounds like God is doing a work in both of us. Praise God for loving us so much to keep us moving in the right direction towards him. And I don't know who that one is. So, um, thank you for that. I, I absolutely agree. It is. This is a time in my life where, uh, as I expressed the last two shows and maybe the one before that, that it's come to a season where you feel, where I feel like I see the change, I see the progress, I see the process manifesting itself out. Meaning, I can recognize how far I've come. Not that things are perfect. And by by any means, not that that every day is perfect, not that everything is perfect, but when you see that your 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 message is different, your walk is different, your life seems different, you're at peace. Um, you're just okay. You're okay with your decisions, your choices. You're just okay, and that means that you're trusting God. You have faith in where you are. You have faith in your progression the direction you're taking. You have peace. And and there is nothing greater than the peace that, that the Word of God bestows on you. Nothing greater. And when you start to, to hear the voice of God, when you start to be able to just be obedient to it in spite of, of, of yourself, of what you want to do, who you want to be, it's a whole nother world. It's a whole nother world that we as people of God and spiritually have not experienced. And that's what that verse means. You have a form of godliness. You know what to say. You might can quote a few scriptures. But have you changed? Who are you? Have you become Christ-like? Have you become childlike? Are you pleasing flesh today and and, and back on with God tomorrow And okay with it Okay So Let's check here Okay You guys are out there on this phone But you've been quiet for the last three weeks I hope that means you are spiritually growing um, 
Let's see here. I'm going to just end it here. I kept you 20 minutes over, so we're we're doing better. We're not doing the two hours, so we're doing better. But it's, it's hard not to kind of get in there and keep going because, again, I say I come here and you guys think it's for you, but it is it is more for me than it is you. God allows me to really, really grow um, as I as I read and search and pray and do what I do before these shows. Um, God has really allowed me to grow through delivering a message to you, and this is why I go back and I listen to every show. Sometimes the same night. I listen to everyone so that I can hear myself. I can I can hear what God is saying through me, how how God is speaking through me, those things I need to hear myself. So I encourage you to grab hold to someone that is moving forward, uh, growing in Christ, who's desiring to do what's right. Not just not just know it but who's really desiring to do what's right, who is really seeking God, and really work on giving God more of your time. You know, we get so caught up in the day and wanting what we want. Um, You know, I, I have to remind myself that although I read my word and study for these shows, I have to read it not just for these shows, but for myself. I can study for this topic, but I also need to get in and and pray and read it for Tammy, not just for the show. So you are responsible for yourself. You are responsible for your spiritual walk. Satan can put before you whatever he wants, but it's up to you what you do with it. It's up to you how you see it and how you perceive it. It's up to you, the choice you make. So if you are in need, if you feel like you're spiritually drowning or have been or you're in need of spiritual surgery, then say, what has gotten me here? What choices have I made to continue, that I continue on this road or this route? Because, I mean, it would be really foolish, as I said earlier, it would be really foolish. You know, if it says accident, detour, get off, traffic, whatever going on, and you keep driving. You see the signs. You keep heading the same direction. You never get off. So figure out what it what is it for you because all of us don't have the same thing. We don't have the same walk. We don't we don't have all the, all have the same issues. But we should all have the same goal. Is that that is to hear God say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done. It would be a shame for us to play with this thing and for to say, depart from me, I never knew you, and wake up in the pit of hell. It would be a shame. And Pastor Diane Young from the Healing Center, one thing you've heard me say, I remember under her teachings, if you're going to go to hell, bust it wide open. Just go. Don't play with it. It would be a shame. It really would be. So that's all I have. Um I want to end with, let me check before I end, because I want to end with the scripture. Okay, there. Uh, okay. All right, chat line. I see you out there. Last, you, you guys have given me a lot to work with tonight, so if you have one last thing, here's your time uh, to do so. I'm going to end with this scripture uh, from Second Corinthians. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. 
The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So I ask you, has your new come? Are you a new person? Have you changed? Are you still the same person doing the same things and okay with it? The Second Corinthians 5 and 17, um, we've given out a lot of scriptures tonight, so I hope that you guys have, have written those down and will go back and uh, particularly the last three shows. I'll, I'll give you guys, I think, a break next week and and uh, may have somebody on. Um, if I can get them booked, we may just kind of have a little light show next week because we've been really spiritually into it the last three shows. But I hope you've written these scriptures down, uh, Hebrews 4, 12, and 13, talking about remember that one, the Word of God is alive and active, and it really, really is. And it, it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart and nothing Nothing, nothing, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And remember, lastly, that from the creation of time, and that's Romans. I said Romans 120. I'm not real sure on that, y'all, but but if, if I'm not, forgive me, but I believe it is Romans 120, um, that from since the creation of time that God has made, it's so clear to us so that we will have no doubt and no excuses. But we become a people of excuses so that we can continue to do what we want to do and how we want to do it. So read your word, pray, and and seek God. Seek God, seek the kingdom, and not just the kingdom. Don't stop there because the verse goes on. It says, and his righteousness. And his righteousness is, is, is obedience. The word says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You got to know what they are. So read your word. That being said, I am done for the night. Um, Thank you all for tuning in. Not real sure what next week's topic will be, but I will put it out there probably by Wednesday, the latest Thursday. Thank you all for tuning in with me tonight. Have a blessed night. Thank you guys for the conversation in the chat room, um, really, really, really do appreciate all the kind words and your comments there. So have a great night, and we will see you back next Monday, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Please share the, the details of the show with someone. Please also share if you're on Facebook. Please forward the archive show. And do remember, we're on iTunes now as well. I forgot to say that. Um, all of the shows are archived on the blog site but they're they're now also on iTunes. And I want to say you don't have to pay anything for that. You can download the iTunes app app, application or just go to iTunes.com. That's how I was able to find it. But it is on iTunes, the archive show. So you'll be able to listen on iTunes as well. And it is a free, um, it's free to listen there as well. So thank you all. Continue to, to share. We're growing, and I do appreciate you all coming back each and every Monday night. Have a blessed night.